Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amber Lee Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have an amazing guest today, Dr. Will Cole. He's a leading functional medicine expert who consults people around the world and has been named one of the top 50 functional medicine and integrative doctors in the nation. Uh, Hello, that's a big deal, guys. He specializes in clinically investigating underlying factors of chronic disease and customizing a functional medicine approach for things like thyroid issues, autoimmune conditions, hormone imbalances, digestive issues, brain problems, like all the things. He's the best-selling author of Ketotarian and the Inflammation Spectrum, which we spoke about with him last time he was here. And he has a new book, called intuitive fasting, which he is going to be sharing all of the intermittent fasting tips with us today to find food peace. And we're going to get all the info we need to live our most intuitive, hottest bodies in 2021. I can feel it. Welcome to the show, Dr. Will Cole. That was, I'm on a lot of podcasts in between patients and that was the best introduction of me I think I've ever had. It made my day. I love it. Thank you so much. I need you as my hype man every day. Yeah, Yeah, right? I'll just follow you around (laughs) and say nice things. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Okay, so we're both going to share what we're most excited about today. So for me, I took the day off, which like is pretty, I mean, rare on a Thursday for me. Um, And I did like a deep clean of my condo. So I like cleaned out the fridge, rearranged some furniture. Um, I finally took my Christmas tree down last week, but I still was feeling like holiday lingerings in the energy. And I was like, I need to take advantage of this Capricorn new moon. And now I feel like a new woman. So feeling jazzed. I love it. All of that stuff sounds amazing. So what are you most excited about today? I know you've had a busy day. I did, you know, my day job, my passion, like my jam, like what I used, what I'm used to doing is 10 hours a day. I get to consult people via webcam. We started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers. So that's, I'm, I'm like a routine guy. It's my rhythm. I'm it's my groove. I really love being there for people and being of service to them. Um, and going over labs and all that sciencey stuff that we do in functional medicine. But today threw me off of my, uh, my rhythm and it, it happens every book is like the recording for the audio book is super close to the release of, so I recorded intuitive fasting, which I told you before we started recording, but I'm super thankful for it. It's, it's hard, it, it, relatively hard to be talking all day long. Um, but it is, uh, I, I, I wanted to put my heart and my passion through all the words of the book and bring it to life. So I was thankful for the opportunity and excited for the opportunity to read the record the book for the audible version of, of Ooh, fasting. So, yeah, so good. And then I bet you're probably excited to just go like lay on the sofa and relax. Yeah, <laughs> hot bath, hot bath, like no talking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, we're gonna do a shocker shout out. So I'm gonna shout out this book. Um, have you heard of Michael Newton? 
Uh, I don't think so. It doesn't. Okay, so he is a, a hypnotist, mm. um, and he wrote wrote this book called Journey of Souls, and he documents these case studies of bringing clients through like a past life regressions and the death that they experienced in that past life. And then he brings them to like the place where they kind of go between reincarnations, like that place between. And there's actually like a Disney movie about this right now called wow. Soul. Um, okay. But I'm really loving this book. It's like a good, easy read because it's it's like a script, like going over like I said this, then they said this. Um, so it's a nice like nighttime, easy read. So I totally suggest it and we will link you guys in the show notes that's cool i love that is there anyone or anything you would like to shout out that is helping you on your journey right now hmm. um on, on the top of my mind there's so much i'm thankful for really so and so much i uh want so many people that i want to give a shout out but if i had to pick like on the top of my mind uh i had a new podcast that launched it's my first actually solo podcast it's called the art of being well and my first guest is Elle mcpherson she's a brilliant friend of mine so kind and like just sweet um you know behind the scenes just sweet and nice um, but to be able to share her story and i love her i want to give her a, sh a shout out because what she's doing with welco is pretty freaking amazing. So it's a wellness company that she's the head of and they're super elixir. It's like a greens powder with all these type of superfoods in it that I use on the regular. So I'll give the super elixir a shout out from Welco, Al McPherson's company. And I also want to give, if I, can I say two things or are we just doing yeah, one thing? Yeah, do it. Okay. Give us all you got. All right, cool. Second, Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm so thankful for her. She wrote the foreword of intuitive fasting and just spoke to her this week and we're super excited for this book to come out and for her to take time out of her busy schedule and write the forward of the book and be a part of this launch process for intuitive fasting. I'm thankful for her. So two of these like powerhouses that I know are so freaking busy taking time for a little old me functional medicine doctor. Uh, I'm very thankful. Um, okay. Firstly, I like to think that because you're friends with Gwyneth Paltrow. It makes me friends with her too, because I've now had you on my podcast twice. So now she's yeah. like a friend of a friend of mine. So that's right. Really yeah. cool. It's just and proxy. It's, it's osmosis. It works. Um, and then also, if you don't call that episode with Elle McPherson, the art of being Elle, then it's a real. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I need you in my life on the regular. That is perfect. Um, I, oh my gosh. I need to I need to, yeah, I need to go back and change that in Apple podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amazing. We're going to do just a few more little rapid fire questions. Tell us about your morning ritual. Well, my morning ritual ritual is really, um, let's start here. I mean, I'm, I, when I get to the clinic, I'm normally at the functional medicine center. My, even though we're a telehealth clinic, it's a brick and mortar clinic. So my team is here um, and we're still all here. Um, and we are, I love the morning ritual that we have. It is basically a mindfulness prayer meditation, uh, start off for the day before we do anything else. That's the, the seat of the day. Um, and I really love it. So we read some inspiring words. We do a prayer and meditation. Sometimes we do just, just meditation, breathing exercise collectively as a team to unite us in service to our patients 
And then we go over the logistical case reviews and the schedule for the day and all that stuff. So again, we're unified on an intellectual level as well to make sure that we're responsive and cohesive and united in providing them the best care that we can give them. So that's my morning ritual um, that I love. It's pretty simple. I'm normally intermittent fasting in the morning too. So it's just like drinking some tea or coffee in the morning um, while I fast and, and I'm consulting patients. Mm, okay. I love the collective meditation. It's a vibe. Yeah. Um, I also know that you're down with a Peloton. So oh, yes. I want to know who is your favorite Peloton teacher? Oh, Rebecca Kennedy. Rebecca oh, Kennedy. Love her. Love yeah. her. I, mean, I have to give them all like shout. I mean, they're yeah. all, all really cool. Like Jess is really sweet. Um, a lot of them are supporters of what I'm doing, which is really cool. Like oh. Jess is like, uh, there are so many of them are like very kind to me. Um, but like on a training level, I'll say I take the classes the most of, of Rebecca Kennedy. So shout out okay. to Rebecca. Yeah, I, I know it kind of like depends what mood you're in. Like sometimes I want like a Cody Rigsby, Britney mm-hmm. Smith ride, and yeah. sometimes I want like a yeah. like hit ride with yeah. But you know what, Rebecca Kennedy, this is the truth. I've been doing more of the weight training classes than the bike over the past year. So that's why I'm picking Rebecca Kennedy because she's very, and I told her this, she's very specific about her workouts and the technique. So it's like, she's there with me while I'm doing the class. So I, if I'm having bad form or something, it's like, well, don't do this. And it's like, okay, yes, obviously this is a common thing that people do wrong. So I'm, I'm able to really get a better workout with her class. She's so technical, but so accessible too. It's not like, uh, you know, uh, it's scary for people but yeah, when I say technical, but it's just, you're getting the most out of your time. Yes, totally. And like, I, I need the little reminders. Yeah, me too. Cause when no one's there to tell you what to, I tend to like get lazy and my body knows how to make it easier. So yeah. what's your, I'm curious, what is your favorite type of cycling class? Like what's your favorite category of class? Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I'm a little lazy with my cardio. I do like a lot of weight training. So I usually mm-hmm. just do like a 15 minute groove ride or okay. I'll do, I remember, um, Allie love did this like boss series and it was yeah, like, yeah. 15, but yeah, it was like 15 I've done minutes. It. Yeah. I, so yeah. I, I, I have all those bookmarks and when I want like a tough one, then I'll do one of those boss rides. But when yeah. I'm like, know that I'm going to be doing like leg day or something then, and I'm just doing it as a warm up. I'll do like a groove ride or a pop ride. Sweet. What is I'm, your, what is your music preference for the rides? Uh, I really don't. I'm not, I like the music once I'm in the class and I appreciate it, but I'm really not going for the music while I'm there. I'm looking for like the times that I need and the types of rides that I need more than anything. Yeah. So I've, I really do love, I don't love in the moment because I actually really hate it because I'm like, I just want to get freaking through this, but I like the climb rides a lot. They're freaking hard. They are difficult, but it's like, I like kind of being out of the bike and I like the climb nature of it. And your legs are like rubber afterwards. And I like the birth, the the hit training and the, 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 um, Tabata classes. Yeah, yeah. I like all of those. I like standing better than sitting. Me too. I wonder yeah. if that's common. I love this I Peloton know. technical stuff. I've never been able to talk to people about it because yes. I'm like, I'm related and don't talk to people other than patients. So this is fun. I know. 
know. It's like, I, I saw this meme the other day and it was like, people with air fryers are always like, oh, my air fryer. And I was like, I'm the same way with my air fryer and my Peloton. I'm always like, I have a Peloton and I do this and I do that. So I always want to talk about it. We just need to have like a Peloton podcast when yes. I start it. <laughs> okay. Last rapid fire question. Do you know your sun, your moon and your rising? Uh, yes, I, I have it. <laughs> I have it as notes on my, uh, my notes on my iPhone. Is that normal to do? Well, I mean, it's only three things. You could probably memorize them. But... Right. Yes. <laughs> Would you add, I, I, I just pulled it up. Um, so I, cause I do know them. You said my sun, my moon and my rising. Yes. Okay. So I'm not, let me just preface this. I'm a functional medicine practitioner. Yeah. I'm by no means an expert in this at all. That's why I had to pull it up on my notes. Yeah. So my son is Libra. My moon is Libra oh. and my ascendant, which I guess is my rising is Taurus. Oh, okay. Yeah. That checks out for sure. Cause Libra is like all about balance, balance, yeah. balance. And then Taurus yeah. is like assertiveness and like doing the work. So yeah. that's right. You know who told, told me this because I'm getting not in this world is Jennifer Freed. Do you know who Jennifer Freed is? No. She's another shout out I should give. She's a, uh, you should have her on the show. You guys would vibe so much. Okay. She is a, a uh, based, let me say it right way. She's basically a psych, psychological astrologist. Mm. She blends psychology with astrology. Oh. And I wrote a blurb for her book. Um, and it's amazing. So she's really sweet. And I heard about her through Elise Lunin, who she's the was the chief co- content op- uh, officer at, at Goop. Uh, mm-hmm. And she, I said, well, she has, they have access to all these wellness experts. I said, who would you recommend for like someone that just like, from a good, just counseling standpoint, just someone to to give me direction on things. It was nothing specific. I just wanted like access to these cool people. And then she said, Jennifer Freed. So that's who I went to. And she was amazing. It was like 10, ther- 10 therapy sessions in one session because of what the my signs told her. Mm-hmm. So it's so much the science. She knows yeah. before you like pull it out of you when you're talking about like your five-year-old memories. <laughs> yes, exactly. So oh, okay. yeah, definitely. I'm now following her and we're going to link everyone to her as well. Okay, so since we last spoke, you have, like last time we talked about ketotarian and we talked about the inflammation spectrum, which was so interesting, so many good takeaways. Now you have a new book, a bunch of new info on intuitive fasting. And I feel like fasting has been a craze over the last couple of years, but tell us what is the difference between kind of the mainstream fasting that people are doing and intuitive fasting and why you were like, okay, I need to write a book on this. Yeah. So all of the stuff that I've written or I talked about is all born out of my clinical experience with patients. So it's really a ripple effect of something that I've honed in over the years of consulting patients 10 hours a day for the past decade, over a decade. So it starts with that. So the whole concept of intuitive fasting, it has many layers to it. I mean, one layer, it's a play on words and intermittent and intermittent and intuitive uh, with the prefix INT, but that's just like play on words. But I like, I'm a fan of, probably not the best way of saying it. I, I, I'm interested by paradoxes as on the seeming on the surface, both ketotarian, it was plant-based and keto. Like how could you fuse the both? And um, same with intuitive fasting, like how could fasting be intuitive? And it's something that I really seen um, see unfold in my clinical practice, um, because 
I'm a fan and I really am an advocate for people to be governed and operate from a place of deep knowing, from a place of intuition, whether that's any point in their life. It, it's, it could be you know, the decisions that they're making in their life, how they're running their life, or eating or not eating or sleeping or the movement and all these wellness practices and wellness tools that we use in our life. Well, it's nice for us to say intuitive eating because, you know, it sounds sexy. It sounds like a nice Instagram post, but it needs to be beyond just a hashtag. I mean, because ultimately when I'm meeting patients, when we're there at the beginning of their health journey or on their health journey, is it intuition or hangriness? Is it intuition or hormone imbalance? You know, because emotional eating or stress eating, that's not intuitive eating. And when, what, when you are in the throes of metabolic inflexibility, meaning that you're on this sugar, blood sugar roller coaster, you're hangry, irritable, fatigued, you have some level of hormonal imbalance and inflammation, that is proverbial noise in the body on a physiological level that's proverbial noise where it's going to really uh, be hard to hear that still small voice of your intuition. So I, let's do intuitive eating. Let's, let's get there. But we have to show up for ourselves to put in the time to actually calm that noise, calm the inflammation, calm the hormonal imbalance, whatever is going on. So by using flexible intermittent fasting, it is a great tool and completely free to gain metabolic flexibility. Metabolic flexibility is able to burn sugar and burn fat for fuel. So your metabolism is flexible. So you can actually feel it's fertile ground for intuition because metabolic inflexibility or metabolic rigidity is the death of intuitive eating. You won't be able to know what your body loves and what your body hates because you'll be bound by cravings and hangriness and all the stuff that really is hard to discern what's, what is your intuition and what's blood sugar roller coaster and cravings. So that's really what I'm exploring in the book. They are vacillating, ebbing and flowing, expanding, contracting, fasting and eating windows that I've honed in over my years of clinical experience to really allow the person to find food peace, to actually have a true groundedness and a discernment on what edifies my life and what sabotages my life, what moves me to my goals, what amplifies my quality of life and what's a detriment to it. So that's really the exploration of the book. I like to think that I've done kind of like a lazy girl's intuitive fasting where I kind of just like don't eat until I'm hungry in the afternoon, like around yeah. like 12 or 1.30. Um, but then sometimes I notice I do get like hangry. It's like, I don't feel hungry, but I'm like irritable. Or I notice that I'm like grunting or like, like being like, kind of like rolling my eyes a lot at things. I'm like, Oh, what is wrong with me here? So is that, that would be maybe the windows are wrong or like, it could be a hormone thing. Um, I don't know. So it's good to like, kind of just ask yourself like, okay, is this because I'm hungry or is like something else going on here? Yeah, exactly. I think you, that is, part of learning intuitive fasting and intuitive eating, it, it's grounding yourself in your body to being more conscious for how your body conscious, how your body feels. So eat until you're satiated, eat when you are hungry. These exactly what you just said is really foundational, really important things for intuitive fasting. So you're doing it, doing it. That's so cool. Okay. So what are like the prime optimal windows or does it depend on the type of person? Well, I 
put together a four-week flexible fasting plan to gain metabolic flexibility. So the way that I explain it in the book is this proverbial yoga class for the metabolism. So we start off, and you know this, I mean, anybody, me included, when you start yoga, if you've ever tried yoga or any, any type of exercise, but specifically yoga, it is not everybody's great at it when they first start. They probably aren't. They have to really root themselves in their body and in the present moment to be there and, and to progress and improve over time. So that's really how I designed the flexible fasting plan over four weeks. And I want people to cycle the, through those four weeks as many times as they need to to gain that metabolic flexibility, just like in you know, a physical level or a you know, musculoskeletal level, they're gaining flexibility and strength with a yoga class. So week one is a 12-12 fasting to eating window. So that is a very easy one for most people. Uh, so think of it as like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can get your calories and like eat all the delicious food that you want from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m or 7am to 7pm. And then you're fasting through the night until you break the fast at breakfast the next morning. So that's a 12-12 time restricted feeding, which is a type of intermittent fasting. And we're pairing that week one with a clean ketogenic diet or a ketotarian diet, which is what I've talked about on your show last time. So in many ways, intuitive fasting is a uh, the next level uh, beyond ketotarian, it stands on its own. You don't need ketotarian to read intuitive fasting, but it is definitely a continuation of the conversation that I began in ketotarian um, because there's so the two sides of the same coin, both a clean, mostly plant-based ketogenic diet, a clean keto or ketotarian diet and time restricted feeding, which is a type of intermittent fasting. They both increase beta hydroxybutyrate or BHB which is a ketone that is a way to fuel your body, but it's also a signaling molecule, meaning it does really cool things for your health and makes you feel great. So we talk about all the science and, 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 and practical application in the book. So basically we are pairing them together in the week one because they are synergistically supporting this metabolic flexibility. So that's week one, week two, we dig a bit deeper to about an 18 hour fast. So that's about a six hour eating window or 18 hour fast. So that's like 12 to 6pm, you're eating and then you're fasting after 6pm until lunch the next day. And then week three is the deepest fast, we're going into an almost OMAD fast that week. That is a 22 to two fasting to eating window. OMAD is an acronym that stands for one meal a day. Wow. Uh, so we're doing that every other day in week three. We're working on stem cell activation, deeper ketosis. We're working on autophagy or cellular recycling and all the longevity benefits. We're starting to support those in week three. And then week four, we're loosening back up. We're back to 12-12 because we're refeeding. We're increasing our clean carbohydrates. And it's like the Savasana at the end of the yoga class when you're kind of like laying back and like, dang, I did that. So I want people to, to vacillate and cycle through those four weeks as many times as they need to. And they're going to start feeling freaking amazing because their metabolism is going to get, get really flexible. They're going to get increased energy and lower inflammation levels, support their gut health and all that stuff that I want for people. They're going to start to be able to build for themselves. Wow. I, that two hour situation terrifies me, but I know a guy who did that and he was like, I've never felt better. He's like a CEO of multiple, like million billion dollar companies. So like, and like, if okay. So let's have a quick 
chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. He can run those companies and like work as much as he does on one meal a day, then I have no excuse. <laughs> yeah. And you're only doing it every other day in week three. So it's not at all oh, time. every other day. Yeah. It's okay. not every day. The 12. Yep. Exactly. So it's OMAD, OMAD 12-12, OMAD 12-12, OMAD 12-12. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that is on that week. Because I want, it's about balance and it's about expanding and contracting these windows to, so macro variability and eating window variability is really an amazing tool to gain metabolic flexibility, basically become a fat burner, increase energy, lower inflammation, all this stuff we can tap into with these tools that's really the name of the game. Too much of one thing, like always eating or fasting too much, it's neither one of those extremes is going to be good for most people long-term. But the sweet spot and the truth is oftentimes in the middle and context matters. And I'm trying to find that cool context for everybody to really leverage the benefits of both of those things. Okay. Okay. Then after, like after the four weeks, is that when it's like, using your intuition to do it or do you want them to like go back to like a 12 12 for like ongoing or what do you kind of recommend moving forward after the four weeks it depends on two things one it's going to depend on where they started out like how metabolically inflexible are they when they start off um many people are going to gain enough intuition and knowingness through those four weeks and there's a quiz that i put in the book that's adapted from questions that I ask patients. So they can check that quiz, take retest that quiz at the end of those four weeks and see where their scores are at. See, are they fully flexible? Are they fairly flexible? Are they not so flexible, metabolically speaking? And I put the quiz actually, it's for free on drwillcole.com. So if people wanna just see where they're at on that flexibility spectrum, they can do that now. But um, so here's the thing, the more metabolically flexible you are, the more you're going to be able to know what your body loves and what 
what your body hates because you're not going to be victim to cravings and fatigue and blood sugar peaks and valleys. You're going to really be stable and solid and feeling amazing. But the other side of it is as you go through those four weeks, I'm constantly reminding the reader, check in with your energy, check in with your sleep, check in with your digestion. So I want them to learn maybe over one, maybe two or three cycles of the four weeks to know, oh, I felt better with this fast or I felt better with that fast. So they can, they can rest in a fast that they feel good in and spend more time there. And that's the intuition I want them to grow. So everybody's different. Once they've experimented with all these different time-restricted feeding windows, they're going to find their groove and find their rhythm. Uh, and I want everybody to find that for themselves. And we're all different. And that's a good thing. And we want, uh, I want people to see where they, they rest in and where they, where, where they really shine the most. Mm, okay. That is, that sounds doable. Like, it's not like crazy. Like you also mentioned macros. Mm -hmm. Um, how much, like, I'm like a, again, lazy girl calorie counter where I kind of know my, my frame of like calories I should stick in. And I kind of do the math a little bit. Um, I'm not like super diligent about it or super obsessive over it, but, um, how important are our calories? Because people like, there's some people that are like calories are all that matters. And there's kind of this online, like narrative of people fighting back and forth about are calories all that matters or are they not? So what is your official stance on calorie counting? Well, calorie counting is part of the puzzle for people. I mean, it definitely matters. It's relatively important, but not absolutely important. Or it's a right. it's it's not the king, but it's still a part of the story. It's part of the, the important context of it. Um, and but not all the reality is our body is less of a calorie calculator and more of a chemistry lab. And actually intermittent fasting is a great way to reset that amazing chemistry lab of your metabolism. So that's really what it's about. So calories are important. They're just not primary. So the general advice, especially when you're eating clean foods and you're doing time restricted feeding calories mean even less because you're really rebalancing that chemistry lab, that biochemistry lab to be synergistically because the foods you eat are actually instructors for your biochemistry. So it's a really brilliant thing where your body is so smart that if you're giving your body the raw materials, like the good, the macros, the proteins, fats, and carbs, and the micronutrients, these really nutrient dense foods, you calories are not nearly as important. So it's, you're going to be more hormonally balanced and eat until satiety, eat when you're hungry. It's more of, again, an intuitive thing where mm -hmm. you don't have to be so arduous and so specific about like, this is how much I'm eating. Um, I give ballparks of like, eat more of this, eat less of that in this clean ketogenic, but it's a cyclical ketogenic approach. So the macros will cycle very intuitively. So women will really grow an in intuition around their cycle. They're going to increase their clean carbohydrates around their period. They're going to increase their clean carbohydrates around ovulation or around a heavy workout or whenever the heck they want to. There's going to be this intuition and grace and lightness to it where it's not like super punitive. Um, that's going to work for 99% of people. Sometimes people want to be a little bit more specific around certain times uh, and they're wanting to be mindful of calories. Yeah, there's a time and place for that, but it's all like secondary or even tertiary to really focusing on food as medicine, eating until satiety, and then using these, these specific windows. And that's what the research really reflects too. I mean, you look at the research around uh, time-restricted feeding or different types of intermittent fasting, actually most of them, 
didn't really have the people change their eating, eating habits, like, um, like how many calories they ate, or even changing their actual food quality that much. And you still saw benefits in the medical journals just, and they did that to show does fasting stand on its own? Do you need to change anything other than your eating windows to see benefits? And studies shown again and again that you don't really have to change much to see benefits. With that said, as a functional medicine practitioner, I'm not going to advocate for somebody to fast their way out of a poor diet. So I would... Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Really leverage the benefits of both. Let's not have either or let's have both and, and really amplify the benefits of the fast and amplify the benefits of food. Mm, yeah. I noticed when, so I had surgery a couple of months ago and I couldn't Um, I couldn't really work out and I probably wasn't eating the healthiest, but, uh, because I wasn't working out, I wasn't as hungry. So I wasn't eating until like one or two o'clock because I simply just wasn't hungry. And I was like, wow, like considering I haven't worked out for (laughs) this long and I've been, you know, there was the holidays and everything. I was like, okay, things are still pretty good. And I realized it was because I got, went back to the intermittent fasting. Now, obviously I'm back to working out and like eating healthy and, um, taking better care, but I've kept that kind of like eat when I'm hungry, like in, which is not until at least like noon and mm. it's, yeah, it's been feeling really, really good. That's awesome. Yeah. I want people to have that. I mean, you are, you live and breathe this stuff and you're kind of more in tune with your body in that way. And I think many people, they want to get there mm-hmm. uh, and they want to know the tools that they can play around with depending on where they're at. And we're all at different seasons of our life too. So how you do things now will evolve over time too. So I want people to find that rhythm for themselves and get into the rhythm of their body instead of always being at constant war with their biochemistry and and their body. Cause that's no, it's really a miserable place to be at, to feel like your body's turning against you. And you really are so confused because there's so much conflicting information online. I want to like get out of that 
tribalism and that noise for people and just for people to root themselves in their body to be their own end of one experiment what works for you what it moves the needle for you and then it doesn't matter what health expert is pontificating on social media or on podcasts it won't matter it'll be noise you'll just know what works for your body and that's really what i want people to explore for themselves yeah so what are some of your favorite like methods or tips for getting out of the head and into the body so that's a major part of the book is these metaphysical meals is what I called it. So what do we do when we're fasting? And a lot of people are eating because they're distracted or eating because they're stressed, eating because they're emotional um, and they have cravings. So if you're fasting, what do you do? So I want people to root themselves in their body and really bring these acts of stillness into their life to further grow their intuition. Really, it's, it's a, like fertilizer for intuition to grow more resoundingly. Um, but it's also to bring peace and get the body in a parasympathetic, resting, digesting, hormone balance state as well. So simple practices like journaling, mindfulness, mindfulness meditation, breathing exercise, something Eckhart Tolle calls inner body awareness or breath awareness, present moment awareness, all these practical things that I expound upon in the book to really calm the stress response, calm anxiety, still the reactive mind. Uh, through your fasting windows. Um, and then I talk about the research um, coming out of Japan and South Korea of Shinrin Yoku or forest bathing of really using nature as a meditation too. So maybe when you are on a lunch break at work and you are fasting, you can go out in some green space if you have access to that, or even just no matter where you're at, just going outside and breathing fresh air and being under the sun or even the clouds and, and feeling the air move and using nature as a meditation and act, anchoring yourself in the present moment and into your body. So these are all practices that I do in my life that I teach my patients to do. And I want the readers of the book to do as well. Mm, okay. Yes. And I feel like a lot of our listeners are like into meditation and and yoga. And I think it's really just like taking that extra moment too. It's like, mm -hmm. how can you like turn the yoga into your meals? Like how yes. can you like bring that, that, um, that awareness and that extra like mm -hmm. split second of, should I go a little further in this pose to like, should, do I need an extra bite of this? Or is this coming from, you know, something else, the place, yeah. of, or place of stress. So mm -hmm. yeah, that it's like that little like split second that we need to take away from autopilot to awareness. Yeah. And it's interesting that you said that, like even holding the pose a bit deeper or like longer when you talk about yoga, I'm, I talk about that through the book where it's like, okay, some days you're going to feel like I could go a couple more hours with my fast. And so I give these ranges of like where we want to focus on these fasts. So whether you're talking about the 18 hour fast in week two or the 22 hour fast in week three or the 12, 12, every day is going to be different based on what you have going on or where you're at in your cycle or where your stress levels are at. It's not about beating yourself up and you're like, I have to make that 18 hours. It's like, well, some days you're going to be better off served with having about a 14 hour or a 16 hour. That's okay. So we give these ranges. So for you to grow in intuition and know, just like with a yoga class, you, you could show up and do like, wow, like stuff you've never been able to do, but the next day it's not the same. That's okay. You meet your body where you're at. And that's the part of growing in awareness of your body and growing in intuition. Mm, yes. Okay. Love, love, love. So where can we start? Obviously get the book, but where should we start on our fasting journey without kind of like going too far or like you know, doing something that maybe our body's not quite ready for and it's gonna like shock our system. Where do we start? 
Well, I would start with eating in a way that is amplifying or working synergistically with the time-restricted feeding. Mm -hmm. So I think a 12-12 is a great plate way to start, but eating in ways that balance blood sugar to lower inflammation, to, to stabilize hormone health, all of that stuff that I really want, it'll be working quite congruently with the time-restricted feeding. So 12-12, really, the, the secret there is using that 12-12 eating window to um, allow a couple hours before bed. So you're not doing late night snacking. That's one of the best benefits of that. So it's allowing a couple hours before bed. So you could do 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., 9 a.m. to even 9 p.m. I know, look, based on if you're gonna have a late night one night, you're, you get home late from work, or you have late dinner night plans with your friends, it's okay, don't beat yourself up. So some days will be maybe, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Like it will be later at night and it won't be two hours before you go to sleep that you saw that you're fasting. But for most days, I think allowing two hours before bed and it may be even um, to allow an hour or two upon waking saying, okay, I'm going to wake up. I'm not going to eat as soon as I wake up. I'm going to allow an hour or two to happen before I break my fast. That's a very nice, gentle time restricted feeding Paired with a clean ketotarian diet, which is lots of healthy fats, like from avocados and olives and soaked nuts and seeds. But I mean, by soaked is just making them more digestible. You can buy soaked or you can soak them yourself. Um, but, uh, and wild caught fish and fresh seafood and eggs and ghee and all these healthy, either vegan keto, vegetarian keto or pescatarian keto foods. And then lots of vegetables cooked uh, primarily, if you have digestive issues to make it easier to digest, um, more like think soups and stews as much as you want to, um, and low fructose fruits, uh, like berries as well. And there's many ketotarian smoothie recipes, you could have some smoothies and easy to digest smoothies there with healthy fats in there and greens in there and coconut milk and berries as as a base there. Um, so that those are some good staples uh, that people can really focus on and then do that time restricted feeding. And then, like I said in the book, if you need to repeat week one, like for two weeks or three weeks, do that. It's self-paced. It doesn't have to be four weeks. It could be seven or eight weeks if you need that, because this is not a proto like a plan in the sense of this is going to like, OK, do it and then drop it. This is not a fad diet. This is, I want you to integrate you feeling great into your life. So it should be self-paced. And if people need to spend time and meet their body where they're at and be gentle and then lean into it slowly, that's okay. You're still leaning into it. And I want people to really, to set themselves up for sustainable success instead of feeling like they have to crash through something if their body's not ready for it. Yes, it's all about the intuitive eating guys. Yes. That'll yes. your body. Love, love, love. Okay, so we are going to move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing that we manifested. So I'm going to keep with the Peloton theme and I'm going to talk about <laughs> how I, there's like, like I mentioned, I bookmarked all of those boss rides and I hadn't done one since my surgery. And I, um, I did one the other day and my, like my score, I don't know what to call it, my output, I guess, yeah. was so much lower than like than before and I was like 
so mad at myself. I was like, why did I let this happen? Why didn't I like try to like exercise a little bit in between? And I was like getting so caught up on this number. Um, and it just put me into like a tailspin of like, I worked so hard to look so good. And then these two months after my surgery, I ruined it. And like, I was like being so hard on myself and had a little cry. Um, and then I was like, no, I'm going to like, look at these Peloton numbers. Like I need to like, take a look. And I went and looked like at my numbers, like since the beginning and like saw this like slow, steady climb. And I was like, that's actually really cool. Like we just slowly, slowly get better. And the truth is, and then I saw this meme, which I feel like was like the universe, like put in front of me for like that reason that said everything worth having is a journey. Like there's like a journey to get it or something like mm -hmm. that. And I was like, that is so true. And this is part of the journey and I'm just coming back and I'll be even stronger when I come back. And at the end of the day, the number doesn't matter. <laughs> what matters is how I feel. Um, but I just thought that was just such a lovely reminder. Um, I know for myself, like anytime something manifests like really quickly, or it's like, something that seems like really big and it like comes and it's like almost like manic, but super exciting. Those things never end up working out as well as the things that you have like steadily climbed for. Mm -hmm. So back and it's just like such a metaphor of the bike, like the Peloton, right? Cause it's about that steady climb in your ride and that steady climb in your progress. So yeah. feeling better back to it. And today I had, um, a higher number on that same ride. So yeah, go you. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so all the mindset, tell us about your last meltdown and the manifestation or lesson that came out of it. Well, I'll, I, I guess too, I let's, I'll talk a little bit about the Peloton, I guess. And then I'll talk about a non-Peloton one because I love <laughs> the Peloton combo that we're having, but I've been there with the Peloton output score I think for certain personalities, it probably is works great, but the output actually is not my good, my best for my mental health. It's actually not a great thing. Okay. Cause I'd rather have the option to like hide the output, which I don't think is possible. Oh, right. You can't hide the output. You can hide your like leaderboard. Yeah. It, Cause if, if Pelot anybody at Peloton's listening to this, I would really advocate the option to remove the hide the output because yeah, the, you can hide the leader. <laughs> yeah. You can hide the leaderboard, which I do as well because yeah. I'm too competitive and then I get into the anxiety and it's just like, if I'm, my body is not fully as good as it was another day, it's the same thing. It's throwing me out of my intuition and my body and enjoying the workout. And it's being a source of anxiety and like inadequacy. And I'm like, no, this is why I'm not why I'm doing this. Yeah. So I like, don't, I try not to look at the output uh, too much at least. Um, like I want to be progressive and improve. Yes, I get that, but I don't always have to look at how like comparing myself to another day. Yeah. I'm, I'm today. I'm in today, not the other day. Yes. Um, so has its purpose, but, but I need to drop it more when I need yeah. to. Yeah, um, and I feel like no matter what, you're gonna steadily get better, and it's not gonna be like um, I know I'm picturing like a like a graph, like it's not gonna be straight yeah, up. It's, it's gonna not be linear. Literally line. It's not linear. It's exactly. Like Healing so, is, I, that's why I always tell my patients and yeah. I need to, I practice what I teach you there. Healing is not linear. Neither is fitness. Fitness yeah. is not linear. Um, you're right. The bigger, that's a great analogy, actually looking at the context of the whole year or whatever you've been doing and seeing the improvement over time incrementally. Yeah. Um, that's a great lesson, but um, a non-Peloton lesson, it probably happened if you're talking about the last time 
uh, it wasn't a major meltdown, but it was uh, like a minor, like Dr. Will Cole one at oh. work, at work. I, it was something I'm kind of, I'm a perfectionist by nature. So I always have to work on that. And um, I was in between patients. So I'm really focused on the cases. And I noticed that it was something on the lab spreadsheet wasn't the way it was reported like to be the best like educational for the patient. And my initial reaction was, we need to be on top of it. These people are like going through a lot. Like, let's, we need to be mindful of that. I didn't say it in a really mean way to my team who I love very much. And they're so on top of it and responsive. But it was this one thing that I was like, we need to make sure we're on top of this. And then I looked down and it was there the entire time. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like and my clinic manager who's been with, been with me the entire 12 years. She was like, uh, yeah, it's there. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so I think it's a good lesson to not be so quick to react, to like be still and to be um, think before you react and be, be mindful of what you're looking at and not be so quick to, to judge anything. I think that's a good lesson for life. I mean, if I had a dime for every time I did that to my husband, like, where did you put that thing? And then it's yeah. like, oh, never mind. It's the right word. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, hey, I checked myself and I got checked too. So good, good. good. I love it. Oh my gosh. This was so fun. I mean, I'm excited to just, I want to be more mindful now with my intermittent fasting. Cause like I said, I'm just doing the lazy girl fasting, but I, I want to learn more about it and the different benefits. And, um, yeah, like I'm just excited for this new journey. So everyone buy the book, we're going to link you to it. Where else can we find you online? Dr. Will Cole. Um, everything's at drwillcole.com, D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. It's all, all the stuff is there. Yay. Everything is there. Amazing. Well, this has been so fabulous. Thank you so much for all the info that you've shared and everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were taking notes because there is a lot of work to do guys, but you're going to do it mindfully and intuitively and keep us updated. DM me, let me know, let me know how it's going and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.